Pastor Jamie, is the vaccine the mark of the beast? Is the chip they're making the mark of the beast? A question I get all the time. So, help is here on this episode of Ask. Welcome to the Ask series podcast, where you ask the questions and Pastor Jamie answers them. If you are interested in more of our content, you can visit us at cornerstonebv.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Cornerstone BV. If you are currently subscribed to our podcast, please note that over the next two weeks, we will be transitioning to a new podcast stream. Just search for Cornerstone BV Media and Apple Podcasts. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. This is Ask. We've had a couple weeks off. Uh, quarantine, Christmas, all that. But we are back with a lot of, we've had a lot of questions being asked by you. We so appreciate that. When you go to our website, cornerstonebv.org, you just go to the same thing. Go to the, yeah, I was asking Steve because we just rolled out a new website. So you go to the media page, go to ask, and you can submit a question like you always do. If you have questions, other people do too, right? The same ones. So, okay, this one says, what are some good segues to turn our conversations from COVID fear to the hope of Christ? Quotes, speaking of vaccinations, Jesus vaccinated me from eternal damnation. How about you? Okay, hopefully that was a joke. I think it was. Um, but in general, in all seriousness, evangelizing and sharing the gospel with people, usually cheesy segues like that are not effective. Maybe I've heard it work here and there, but I, you don't need them, that's for sure. You don't need tricks. You don't need all that. Here's what you need. In, this is a great time, absolutely, with COVID and all the stuff going on around it to share the gospel with people. People are afraid. People are lost. People are uh, just confused and don't know what's going to happen in the future. So the gospel is the answer, and it's, it's a beautiful time to share it. But whether it's now or any time, there's really some, some ways to do that. And, and, and the first is, what is your story? If you're a Christian, you have a story. You have a testimony. And, and it's, it's very, you know, ah, it's not that radical. It is. Everybody's testimony is radical. Where Jesus found you, how he has changed you, what he has done in your life. So if you've never really thought about it, think about your story. And even write it down or jot down notes. Like what, you know, it doesn't have to be a speech, you know. This isn't some long thing that you're going to be rolling out to everybody. But in a snapshot, a couple of minutes, sort of intrigue people. So when the, the, the doors open and people are like, I'm just lost, confused, the best way to do it is, hey, let me just tell you, like, what happened to me, you know. And so if you want to evangelize people, you want to share the gospel, and you should, uh, pray for opportunities, right? Pray for people. Pray for God to give you the courage to not only see the opportunities, but walk through the doors of those opportunities. Share, and, and also, secondly, listen to people right now. That's the biggest thing that isn't happening. People don't feel heard. They don't feel like anyone cares. And often Christians can make the same mistake. We're like, I got to get to the gospel, so hurry up, get out whatever you got, and I'm not really going to listen. And, and people notice that, that you're not paying attention, and they don't feel cared for. The gospel is going to fall on deaf ears most likely, right? So, so listen to people, ask questions. How are you doing? But ask specific questions. How's your, you know, it going with your job right now during this? How, how are things, right? Has it been really stressful? Uh, how about your kids at school? Whatever the situation might be, ask questions like that to show you care. And then when they answer, listen. If they say things, you're like, that's kind of baloney. Don't, that's okay. If they're not a Christian, they're not going to believe the right things yet, right? So listen and care for them, show you care for them, and then tell your story right? And then let God do the work. If, if that person's not interested, they, they'll, they'll tell you. But if, if they are, um, ask if you can pray for them. Ask if you can get together. Maybe read the Bible together. Those are sort of the, the, pro, that's the process, whether you're in the middle of COVID or not, if you want to share the gospel. Um, cheesy catch lines? Probably not. All right. 
True or, for, true or false, was Jesus born in December? Uh, some historians point to spring or April at his birth. You kind of answered your own question. Um, by the way, I've gotten some Christmas questions that I'm going to sprinkle throughout the next few weeks. So if I answer some Christmas questions um, in January, now you know why. Uh, so in, in, this, in this case, um, yeah, truly, we, we really do not know. Um, it's not important when he was born, dates and things like that. Um, timelines, obviously, are important. The scriptures give us timelines and, and genealogy. So history is important, but uh, dates and times and stuff like that, just in antiquity was not like it is today, like what's your birthday and all that. So the, the, the date of Jesus' birth, that wasn't even considered important. Um, but why, and so most likely, based around the facts, the shepherds out in the field, the census that was taken, and, and, and Luke, um, you know, most historians do believe it was probably sometime in the spring that, that the sheep were probably used for Passover, etc. We don't know, but that's kind of our best guess. Why is it in December? That was as, about three centuries or so after Christ was, uh, after the first century um, of Christians, you know, it became very popular in Rome to be a Christian, and there was a pagan religion that was in December 25th, and so the, uh, they began to replace all of the pagan holidays with Christian holidays, and so they said, oh, this, we'll celebrate Jesus' birth on December 25th instead. Um, so that's how it got there. It doesn't really matter. We can still do that. It's not wrong to celebrate the birth of Christ, because we're not really celebrating a date, are we? We are celebrating the fact that he came. So whatever month you do, we should celebrate that all year long. And we do when we preach the gospel and we share what Jesus not only was born, but what he did, right? Okay, uh, last one and the one you've been waiting for, the one that so many of you ask me, um, and, and you really do, and I don't mind that. I've even answered certain forms of this on ask um, about the mark of the beast, right, that we're uh, taught, especially um, this mark is taught in uh, the book of the Revelation, right? And, and so the, the most uh, clear place it is taught, because people have been asked, especially right now during COVID, if, if somebody gives me the vaccine. For some reason, that vaccine is, is I know it's controversial, and, and I don't blame you for being worried about it from a health standpoint, but spiritual standpoint, you don't, you don't need to worry about it, right? But also, because there's this technology, and they're, and they're forming this chip that you can put in, and we know this is coming, right? It was the next level of technology. It was, you have a computer, then you have a computer in your phone, and it's getting smaller. Well, the phones are getting bigger, but the chips are getting smaller, and they're eventually just going to put them in your, in, in your head if you want one of those. So, um, but is that wrong? Is that the mark of the beast? So let me just read for you really quick, okay? Uh, and, and you can look for yourself. It's found the most clear passage. It's alluded to and talked about in a few others as well, but the clearest is Revelation chapter 13. Um, and starting in verse 15, it says, And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast, so that the image of the beast might even speak, and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. That is, the name of the beast, or the number of its name, this calls for wisdom, okay? That's why it's good to ask. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. So that's where the whole satanic number, evil number 666, right? Um, that is the mark of the beast. And so there's going to come a time, right, in the end, uh, where there is a physical mark, right, that is forehead or right hand um, associated with the number 666 that is 
um, when uh, in during that time people take it, they are claiming a worship of the Antichrist and his prophet, his false prophet. Though that Antichrist has not come yet, we don't know who that is yet. Is he close? A lot of things point that that may be, but we don't know that yet, right? So when that happens, there's going to be this situation where you are going to be said, you take this mark and worship the Antichrist, or you will not be allowed to buy and sell and live. You're going to die in poverty probably, right? Or live underground because you're not going to be able to function in society. Forced worship of the beast. This is why during World War II, many thought it was the end time and Hitler was the Antichrist, right? It made a lot of sense. He's bringing the whole world together in evil and he's forcing people to follow him. Um, obviously, he wasn't. Uh, he was just a precursor, a one of, you know, small letter A, Antichrist, to the bigger one that's going to come. And so it, it, the vaccine is definitely not. I mean, that's not a mark on your forehead or your hand. The chip, could it be? Sure, I think what we're seeing is perhaps the precursor of what the mark will be. So that chip could eventually be something that you need to be able to buy or sell, which is what a lot of people think. And I, that could be, but here's what you really, I, I kind of reiterate this all the time. You need to hear me on this, okay? The mark of the beast is going to be very directly and specifically taken. You're going to know what you're doing if you do it. Rejection of Christ, worship of the Antichrist. Okay, that means you're not saved, you're lost, and because the Bible says those who take the mark are damned to hell, right? So a Christian who's saved by Christ is not going to be like, oh, sweet, uh, uh, you know, this will be better than my phone. I'll take a, a, a chip and I'll put it in my arm or something. And all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I got the mark of the beast, I'm going to hell. That's not going to happen, okay? So if you are living in the time, that's why you need wisdom, when that time comes, it will be a bold stance of faith to say, I worship and follow Jesus Christ. I will not take a mark that rejects him and worship someone else. And you will know this, and it will separate pretenders, not real Christians, from actual believers in Christ. So if that's you, you have nothing to fear or worry about. You're not going to accidentally take it. Okay? Hopefully this helps. I'm sure we'll get this question again, and that's okay. We'll answer it again. God bless. Hey, sign up for our services this weekend. Have an awesome new year. Go to cornerstonevv.org, submit your questions, sign up for church, and we will see you in 2021. I know it's going to be a good one. Well, I don't know, but God's always good, so that's good. See you soon.